Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. The Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for uh, quite a number of countries. Real super hardcore evil demons have taken over, and they've already got China and a billion and a half people. I'm here to meet one of the 10 million people who've seen the dark side of the social credit system. Investigative journalist Leo Hu. His poor social credit rating has shut down his travel options and confined him to effective house arrest in Chongqing. WeChat started as a messaging app, then it transformed into Chinese Facebook, and then it added a ride-hailing service similar to Uber to its platform, and then it added banking services to its platform, and now you can use it as an ID. This will make your life very convenient, but at the same time, it also becomes very convenient for state security to track you. To combat message interceptions, they talk through emojis. A half-fallen rose means someone has been arrested. A dark moon means they are going to prison camps. A sun emoji means they are alive, and a flower means they have been released. China is positioning itself to lead the world in artificial intelligence. Surveillance technology is a key proving ground. Facial recognition, body scanning, and geo-tracking, matched with your personal data and online behaviour will power the social credit system, leaving no dark corner to hide in. And you could say, well, this is just innovation, but it's not innovation the way it's being done. It's, it's absolute tyranny. And, and now it's here. And guess who created the bill? Senator Blumenthal, who quarterbacks the government operations against me on record with the Carnegie Endowment and the CIA. This bill is designed to make sure that they have your home address before you can actually post about anything on the Internet. The bill is Senate Bill 1409. 40 senators have sponsored it, Republicans and Democrats. This isn't a left or right issue. This is a speech issue. And they call the bill the Kids Online Safety Act, or COSA for short. But in reality, this is some garbage to make sure that they know where you live when you post. But whether you're a conservative or a liberal or whatever you are, there are so many people going along with the new world order who even know it's real, but they think, well, I'll just go along with it and I'll have a better lifestyle if I go along with it. No. Because we see what is happening in China right now with the social credit score, where the government is monitoring and uh, surveilling all the people from the beginning to end. Everything that they do, everything, everywhere where they walk, every, it's every, you know, they control everything and they, they, they watch everything. This is the example of a tyranny. When the government knows everything about you, where you go, what you eat, where you, where you enter, that's a tyrannical system. And we've seen the system being implemented right now under the leadership of Ursula von der Leyen, slowly but surely in the, in the, in the European Union. The green certificate was, was just the first step. There are a few more proposals right now under debating the parliament. All these things that are creating a system that will monitor, control, supervise, and condition the rights of all the European citizens. The heart of the Mark of the Beast system is a worldwide internet ID. The UN's already standardized it, Communist China standardized it, and it's the internet ID that's tied to your smartphone, your smart devices, your car, your ability to get on airplanes, get hotels, have insurance, have a job, and then that's tied to your carbon tax, your vaccine passport tax, that operates and gets its orders from your social credit score. The foundation and the structure of the entire system is based on the internet id 
that is then tied to your digital ID. Jeff Bezos, Amazon-owned Whole Foods is announcing worldwide in the next three months, they're putting palm scanners in to be able to buy and sell. And in many Whole Foods and other grocery stores in Europe, they're already making you scan your phone or your hand to get into the grocery stores, not just Whole Paycheck as Whole Foods is known. So this has already been being set up for a long time. Now they're getting ready to go, oh, you didn't know? Under law, there's a whole history of what you search and what you do and where you go. We're talking about a republic that we're losing and it's being destroyed by design. And now global corporations think we're a bunch of dumb animals and they'll incentivize accepting the world government, cashless society, programmable central bank digital currencies and ESGs and the rest of them because we get little credits and little prizes up front to be the first suckers to grease the skids over the cliff into Hades. It's Tuesday, August 8th, the of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow Good this. morning, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to okay, three, two, the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Coming to you today live from the InfoWars World Headquarters here in Austin, Texas. Lots of news to get to today. Lots of videos to get to. Your phone calls as well. Stay tuned. We're going to talk a little bit about well, all the normal topics. Ukraine, some culture war stuff. The Justice Department completely out of control on every different level. And of course, as I said, your phone calls throughout the show. And we may, just may, start an internet beef today. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet, but today might be the day that we start a straight-up TikTok beep, beef. We start a, a warring factions on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know, if we, I don't know if I want to take the plunge yet, but I feel like today might be the day. <laughs> Basically, my dad sent me this video of... Uh, a guy, an academic sort of person, diagnosing what's wrong with Trump supporters. And I'm wondering if we should just uh, let him have it with both barrels, metaphorically. I don't know. We'll, we'll decide. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll play it by ear. Uh, but let's just begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, the 8th of August, 2023. My conscience is clear. That's the headline at InfoWars. Former policeman convicted in death of George Floyd gets nearly five years in prison. The former Minneapolis, Minnesota policeman convicted for his role in the May 2020 death of George Floyd was sentenced to more than four years in prison on Monday. Tau, tau. That's how you pronounce his name. Previously said his role in the incident was holding back people who gathered at the scene as former policeman Derek Chauvin knelt on Floyd's neck prior to his death, the Associated Press reported. During sentencing, Tao said his intentions were not to hurt anyone when the incident occurred, and he also talked about how he'd grown in his Christian faith while spending the last 340 days 
in jail, saying, quote, I did not commit these crimes. My conscience is clear. I will not be a Judas nor join a mob in self-preservation or betray my God, he stated. <clears throat> I think it's pretty obvious what, what the commentary here is. We'll play the video a little bit later. It's uh, pretty astonishing how calm he remains and the strength that he gets from his faith because I'm not sure I would have the same sort of reaction if I were sentenced to five years in prison for simply being close to or nearby a criminal drug overdosing. I mean, pretty amazing. This is, if you remember from the George Floyd footage, he's the Asian cop who's just standing nearby, just standing there, just standing about 10 feet away from George Floyd as uh, Derek Chauvin kneels on him and he overdoses on fentanyl. Five years in prison for literally doing exactly his job to appease a mob. Pretty incredible stuff. Again, we'll play the video and expand on that a little bit later. I don't want to... All right. Next story. It's like you go from such a heartbreaking, devastating, horrific... And illustrative story to a kind of a silly one, but here it is. American Airlines passenger behind not real viral tirade that delayed travelers for hours ID'd as a marketing executive. The woman behind the epic airplane meltdown where she proclaimed that blank back there is not real to bemused fellow passengers is a Texas marketing executive who told cops the rant was sparked by an argument over wireless headphones, which... Why? Why did we have to do this? Why did we have to ID this lady? Did people not understand? The best part about the whole saga was the fact that the woman who said the man isn't real herself didn't seem to be real. It was so ironic and hilarious that the woman who was made famous for saying that man is not real, nobody knew who she was, nobody could identify her, and nobody could ID her for months And to me, that was the funniest part of the whole thing. person saying he's not real herself didn't seem real. Well, apparently she's real, and they had to destroy the illusion and uh, ruin the last little bit of magic we had in this world. So thanks, New York Post. Good job. Not that important, but apparently she's a nice lady. Moving on, Judge Cannon denies Jack Smith's motion to file documents in Trump dot case under seal in a court brief. Signed by Judge Eileen uh, Eileen Cannon on Monday, she denied Special Counsel Jack Smith's request to file documents in Trump classified document case under seal. Cannon wrote that Smith has moved to file under seal a supplement containing additional information to facilitate the court's inquiry into the case of Trump allegedly retaining classified documents. The Special Counsel states in conclusory terms that the supplement should be sealed from public view to comport with grand jury secrecy, but the motion for leave and the supplement plainly fail to satisfy the burden of a establishing a sufficient legal or factual basis to warrant sealing the motion and supplement, Cannon wrote. Cannon also requested information from prosecutors regarding the continued use of out-of-state grand jury to investigate the case. See, we're getting kind of an interesting dichotomy. It's a, it's a unique situation where you've got the same prosecutor going after the same defendant, but different cases with different judges. So we get to see actually how a legitimate judge that actually cares about her job might rule versus how a judge that is a 
co-opted agent of the deep state rules. So a pretty interesting little compare and contrast we could do there. Meanwhile, FBI agent lied under oath about knowledge of Hunter Biden's laptop. Talks with Facebook document reveals a San Francisco-based FBI agent lied under oath about discussions he had with big tech companies that suppressed the Post's reporting on the content of first son Hunter Biden's laptop hard drive before the 2020 election, according to an internal Facebook document. Elvis Chan made false statements about his communications with Facebook over the bombshell October 2020 reports that revealed Hunter involved his dad Joe in business deals with foreign nationals. Internal communications obtained by the House Judiciary Committee show. I believe this was a part of the Facebook files that Jim Jordan has been publishing. Facebook files number four is out now. We'll go through those a little bit later. Jim Jordan says those weren't Agent Chan's only inconsistent statements. Agent Chan also claimed in the deposition that he had, quote, no internal knowledge of the FBI's investigation involving Hunter Biden's laptop. That does not appear to have been true. Chan denied having discussed the laptop with any Twitter officials. Jim Jordan called Chan's testimony completely false and said that the agent had served the main as the main conduit between the FBI's foreign influence task force and big tech. Of course, there was no evidence of any foreign connection. The laptop was real and the FBI knew it, Jordan said. Is there any wonder why the Biden DOJ has so far stonewalled the committee's effort to interview Agent Chan? Yet another data point, yet another plot point in the ongoing drama that is determining for the rest of time who is really in charge of America, the people's elected representatives, or the deep state spy apparatus and their corporate cronies. Finally, we have this story out of Connecticut. State troopers may have falsified at least 25,000 tickets. Connecticut state police troopers have may have falsified tens of thousands of traffic stop records submitted to the state's racial profiling data reporting system, potentially skewing the numbers to reflect more infractions for white drivers and fewer for black and Hispanic motorists. Another, another organization in America hell-bent on discrediting white people. (laughs) The revelation was made in a report released Wednesday following an investigation last year by Hearst Connecticut Media Group revealing that in 2018, four state troopers had fabricated hundreds of traffic tickets for professional gain. The report was the result of a comprehensive audit by Connecticut Racial Profiling Prohibition Project in the months after the investigation was published. Auditors reviewed reviewed more than 800,000 infractions submitted by 1,300 troopers stretching from 2014 to 2021. Just ironic, isn't it? They go expecting there to be racial profiling, finding that in reality it was white people who had tens of thousands of extra tickets that they didn't deserve. Oh, whoops. Oh, whoopsies. We'll take reparations now. We'll be right back. The globalists are only humans. Yeah, they have control of the central banks. They have a lot of power, but they can be defeated. But some of their operations are going to take decades to stop. But one thing you can do right now is take control of your body and your family's body by purifying the water that you drink and that you cook with. And you do it with the highest quality gravity-fed filter out there. This thing does 10,000 gallons. You can sit there and put hundreds of gallons through it a day. It purifies very quickly and it cuts out thousands of chemicals to non-detectable levels. This is what I use, which my family uses. It's the very best system out there for the lowest price. For a limited time, 10% off on top of that exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com on the Alexa Pure water filtration system. In stock and replacement filters for folks that need those in stock. 
Get it today, and it funds the Infowar. Don't procrastinate. This is one of the main areas we can take control of our lives and stop the globalists from hitting us with poison that they allow in the water supply. In some cases, they add to the water supply like fluoride. Tell us about the products, how we support you, how we support all of ourselves and the big event coming up. Well, yeah, let's, the first one, you obviously can go to MyPillow.com, use that promo code Alex, and you can get all these great discounts on all of our products. And just by visiting the site, you're going to get a $20 free gift emailed to you immediately. And there's the, the biggest special we have right now, the 20-year anniversary MyPillow for $19.98 for the queen size, normally $69.98. We're celebrating our anniversary with what my employees do, love doing best. Producing and making the my pillow and the model of businessmen and women with can-do know-how using the money for Americana freedom to fight the globalists is what they fear. That's what the deep banking is about. That's what the financial attacks are about. That's why we've got a rush to support MyPillow.com and Infowars.com plus their great products at both places because we are the tip of the spear. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. Infowars.com. Infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us. Of course, big sales going on right now. I'll tell you about some of those products in a minute. a lot of videos to go to. I think I want to go to this video of Mike Pence first. This is really something else. Maybe he just didn't speak exactly correctly when he said this, but it seems to me like he said exactly what he meant to. As we know, Pence has not been not been winning hearts and minds with his steadfast betrayal of Donald Trump. Can you be steadfast in betrayal? I don't know. Pence is trying. But obviously he was a central figure in what happened on January 6th. The idea, as was transmitted to most Trump supporters prior to January 6th, was that January 6th was the day that the Congress Senate come together to certify the election, and if there are claims of voter fraud or dueling ballots, all sorts of situations that could crop up at that time that could delay certification either by sending it back to the states or simply demanding a pause for 10 days so that claims could be investigated. That was the purpose of the protest on January 6th was to show the congressmen and and senators that contrary to what the media was saying, that all of the claims of voter fraud were just rabid Trump supporters that were just believing what Trump said with no evidence and it was a small fringe group, that in fact it was a massive, massively shared sentiment from Trump supporters, tens of millions of them across the country who saw what happened with mail-in ballots, who, was, who were watching the returns on election night, watched the vote counting get without explanation stopped in the middle of the night only for the results to flip-flop by the time they woke up the next morning again came together 
and probably and you know it'd be nice if we just had a legitimate media that wasn't interested in not just interested in pushing an agenda but like that was their only purpose pushing that agenda it would be nice to know how this crowd in terms of size stacked up against other protests in american history i think it's kind of it's kind of weird that you have all of these major moments in american history that have to do with millions of people or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people descending on dc and this being representative of the wider public sentiment, the Million Man March, you know, things like that. I'm pretty sure January 6th blew them all out of the water. I'm fairly certain the protest on January 6th was the largest protest, at least in a singular place, probably in American history. Almost certainly for Washington, D.C., at least. Just an amazing crowd of people showing that this wasn't some fringe small-scale, like, rabble-rousers. This was a widespread belief held by a great many people who wanted to show up and sort of give backup to their congressmen and senators who, of course, were being attacked and being slandered and being you know, having their donations withdrawn from corporate combines who like, literally stopped donating to anybody who actually represented the will of their constituents and wanted to ask questions about what happened on election night. So the idea was that by going there and by showing that this wasn't a fringe group, that this was a gigantic movement in America, that that would give the extra confidence to the congressmen and senators who were going to lodge objections and delay the certification of the election or even perhaps send it back to the states as is constitutionally authorized. And the main figure in this was Mike Pence as vice president of the United States. He is the president of the Senate. He presides over the congressional goings-on. And, of course, the way this has been portrayed is that as if Donald Trump was demanding that Mike Pence just unilaterally throw out the election – and like declare that Trump's the winner, that's a complete mischaracterization of what he was asked to do. He was asked to fulfill his constitutional role and do what was in the best interest of the United States and that this was a very contentious and highly suspicious election that deserved more scrutiny before it was simply rubber stamped. Now, Pence yesterday was having an interview on Fox News. I think he accidentally admitted – that he could have easily done his job and paused the election for certification or sent it back to the states, but that he chose not to because it would, quote, cause chaos. So let's go now to clip number nine. Pence just accidentally admitted he could have turned the 2020 election over to the House of Representatives. Let's watch. It wasn't just that they asked for a pause. Uh, the president uh, specifically asked me and his gaggle of, uh, of crackpot lawyers asked me, to literally reject votes, to, which would have resulted in, uh, in the issue being turned over to the House of Representatives and literally chaos would have ensued. So, oh, Martha, I just uh, people people can read the indictment. And frankly, I, I, I've said before, I, I had hoped it had not come to this point. You know, I, I don't know if the government can meet the standard, the burden of proof beyond reasonable doubt uh, for criminal charges. But the American people deserve to know 
uh, that President Trump uh, and his advisors uh, didn't just ask me to pause. They asked me to reject votes, return votes, essentially to overturn the election. Well, not to overturn the election, to send it back to the House of Representatives, as is the process laid out in the Constitution. So he just admitted there, first of all, that he could have had a pause. Okay, he's like, all right, well, if they want me to send it back to the House of Representatives, that'd be too much chaos. Oh, thank God, Mike Pence. Oh, thank God you were there, Mike Pence, to stop all the chaos. Thank God, instead of chaos, we have the very orderly arrest and persecution of nonviolent free speech supporters in the aftermath of January 6th. Thank God that there's no chaos here in America today or the the governmental chaos. Thank God, you know, uh, we could have had a, a normal... Uh, inauguration with like a crowd and people out. But instead, we had the very orderly mental uh, or rather military lockdown of the entire city of D.C. while the politicians inaugurated themselves in a private ceremony while surrounded by armed guards. Thank God that's so much better than chaos, so much better that we have a usurpation of the of the president's power by the Joint Chiefs of Staff and Nancy Pelosi as they claimed ultimate military control for themselves in the aftermath of January 6th in total an abject violation of the Constitution. Thank God we didn't have all that chaos. So he just literally said that President Trump wanted him to reject reject states, which is his constitutional prerogative, especially since there are egregious violations of the election code across the board, not even up for debate, like you know, California, I mean, everywhere this happened, the state constitution says the legislature controls the election process. And then that was circumvented. That power was usurped. It's just like coup upon coup. We'll get back to it on the other side. Stay with us. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of bee pollen, a gigantic dose of highest-quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now. 40% off at InfoWorkStore.com and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWorkStore.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products that empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off, about to sell out. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars.com. Yeah, we just saw Mike Pence basically admit that he could have sent the election back to the House of Representatives, that he could have rejected 
the illegitimate slates of electors from places like Pennsylvania or Georgia or really anywhere in America where they circumvented the constitutional authority to change the election process and did it by executive fiat, which is basically every state in the union. As of you look through this, I mean, it's it's simple research. I mean, you just search like who imposed mail-in ballots. California, I believe, was the first, and it was a executive order by Governor Gavin Newsom. Now, according to the California state constitution, since we run our states or we run our elections by the state rather than federally, it's up to the states to determine how their election process works. Most state constitutions, including the California one, it's very clear on this. It is the legislator's prerogative. In other words, it's not an executive function. It's a legislative function. So if they wanted to change it, they'd have to go through the legislative process. But because I guess they released a, a virus on purpose from the Wuhan lab, they were able to claim emergency powers, which is just usurping powers but yelling emergency while you do it. Which is completely outside of the bounds of the Constitution and illegal. So why were they allowed to be counted? And as we've said a million times before, it's not even about having proof exactly what fraud happened where. It's the fact that by setting up a system in which there could be no guarantee of accuracy when it comes to the votes, where there was no chain of custody of the mail-in ballots – where you have example after example of, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of ballots being misplaced or lost or sent to the wrong address, et cetera, et cetera. It was impossible to tell if the votes being counted were legitimate or were fabricated or falsified in some way and should therefore be thrown out completely, just like you would do if you had evidence at a criminal trial with no chain of custody. The evidence could be very pertinent and, and important, but if you don't have documentation to show when it was collected, who collected it, where they collected it, and how they treated it, then you can't use it. That's just how it goes. So when you mail out hundreds of thousands of ballots to people's old addresses, to you know dead people and everybody on the voter roll, despite the fact that they haven't been cleaned out in a while and there's a ton of dead people or people who have moved – it can't be counted, and I, I mean I guess we need to go over it again. I guess once again we need to reiterate the fact that everybody should remember. People can remember two years ago that there was just countless examples, photos, videos, testimonials, people just going, I just got 10 ballots to my house, delivered to my house. I don't know who any of these people are. Mainstream media stories about people's cats receiving envelopes. With mail-in ballots to vote. They're cats. Like, where do they even get these names? <laughs> There's not even, like, what? How do you send a ballot to a cat? They're going through the pet voter rolls? Like, what? This makes no sense. So, again, lots of reasons to throw out entire slates of electors, if they so choose. Mike Pence there on Fox News admitting that he could have, but didn't want to because it would have caused chaos. We can't have chaos. A very, a very orderly takeover of our government by the deep state. Really, just, just 
strange. It's strange that he would admit that on TV. So I was, when I was introing it, I was saying, I don't know if he like misspoke, but he didn't misspeak. He, because what he's saying is the truth. What he's saying is he could have rejected ballots, and it would have gone back to the House of Representatives. Would have been chaotic, maybe a little bit. Certainly not as chaotic as what actually happened. There you go. So Mike Pence just the weaselly of the weasels, the the most rat-like of all the rats. I mean, honestly, what's wrong with these people? It's very odd. Just the sheer dishonor that they operate in uh, continually. This guy, Mike Pence, who... Frankly, nobody outside of wherever the hell he came from had heard of. Where did he come from? Idaho? Iowa? Ohio? Who cares? He was some uh, total political non-entity until he was chosen by Trump. Trump had his back and supported him the entire time. And the whole time, I mean, you don't start by portraying Trump at the last minute, right? You guarantee that for the entire time, he was probably talking crap about Trump behind his back and certainly not helping him in any way. Which, you know, you just... I get that, like, a lot of our audience and a lot of... Even people that formerly supported Trump, they're sort of over the, the whole Trump phenomenon. I don't get it. I mean, obviously, he's the real deal. Obviously, they're attacking him with everything they've got. Obviously, they're actually in the process now of shredding the constitution in an effort to prevent Trump or anyone like Trump from ever posing a threat to their concerted power structure ever again. This all seems entirely evident to me. And you can just imagine how different things would be if Trump just had like just two or three. I think that's all it would be. It's just two or three people that had his back, two or three people that were actually working with him rather than smiling to his face and stabbing him in the back. And that's really the most depressing part about all of it is it's just our whole political system. Our entire political system is infested with these people. I mean, if, that, if that's the, the long con QAnon game plan where it's like we have to reveal to the American people just how corrupt the – well, you've done it. It's it succeeded. It has been thoroughly illuminated for all of us just how corrupt the entire apparatus is. Every single person is stabbing Trump in the back, and that's stabbing you in the back. Like Trump, the way that the American polity is supposed to work, the way that our sacred democracy is supposed to work is whoever gets the votes is in charge, and that's just that. doesn't matter how you feel about it. You do your duty. You have honor. You say, I might not be my cup of tea, but this is what the American people want, and I'm not here for my own benefit. I'm here to serve the American people, so I will comport myself, myself in a way that is in line with, their, with, the, with the people's demands. Instead, it's just the entire nationwide establishment, even to the state level, is just infested at every corner. With these traitors, it really is incredible. And you can, like, you know, Ron DeSantis, I mean, what an amazing thing it would have been 
to have Ron DeSantis just be Trump's right-hand man instead of Mike Pence foiling his plans behind the scenes. I mean, you can just imagine, right? Trump has some policy where he's like, we need to get this done. We need the wall to get done. And Pence is behind him like, yes, yes, very important. We need to get the wall done. Yes, President Trump, absolutely. I got you. And then behind closed doors, he's just like, this Trump, this wall thing's never going to happen. We got to feed him crumbs, make him think we're doing it. But don't worry, that's not going to happen. Anyway, let's send another billion dollars to Ukraine. And it's just sick. And it just... It just really makes you wonder how different things would be if just a single, powerful American politician had a backbone and actually cared about serving the American people and actually doing what's right over what's expedient or politically advantageous. So there's that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about it. It's just like every, really every single one of them, every single person, really. I beg you to think about how important your word of mouth is and you sharing the articles and sharing the videos and telling people, get the forbidden truth you're not supposed to find at Infowars.com forward slash show and getting products at Infowarsstore.com. We've got three amazing products in stock, ready to ship, sold out for almost six months. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, so incredible, so good for your whole body. A one-stop shop for everything you need for vitamins, minerals, and key amino acids for your immune system and more. Back in stock, discounted. Silver Bullet, 30 parts per million from the top lab in the country, private label by us, discounted. Infowarsstore.com. Nitric Boost to clean out your blood and make you healthier. It's in stock. Rave Reviews. Top doctors say it's amazing. Infowarsstore.com, and that keeps us on air. Thank you so much for your support. Spread the word, pray for the broadcast, and go now to Infowarsstore.com and get great products that keep the tip of the spear in the fight. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers. That the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're, we're going to move on from politics now. I'm kind of just sick of talking about politics. It's just the same thing over and over. And how many videos of Biden stumbling or freaking out or lying blatantly to everybody can you watch? There has been a raft of videos about Joe Biden's interaction with uh, Gold Star families and uh, people who been severely injured in 
wars that, and because of orders that he gave and just the way he treats them. There's a lot of like very, very creepy videos. It's like we know that, right? We know Biden is a creepy psychopath like that. I don't know. I'm sick of talking about it. I'm sick of him being president, but I guess that's what it is. So we'll, we'll finish it out here and then we'll move on to so many other topics that we have to discuss. And it's like if, we, if we're just the – we're just sitting here reporting Biden being an embarrassing mess, just, there's so much content. I mean it's every day. So you know, I don't know how – we wouldn't be, have time to get to anything else if we just talked about what a evil dirtbag Joe Biden is. And the, the reason we do talk about it is because it's, it's evidence of the corruption of the entire system. As I know, it's kind of typical, but you can just imagine if Trump did just one of the things that Biden seems to do on a daily basis. Maybe that is maybe that is worth talking about a little bit. But we'll finish up here with clip number four, because this is Biden. Making claims about. The Justice Department. Two months ago versus this month, so June versus August. Let's go now to clip number four. Here is a little compare and contrast from O'Biden's statements to what's been discovered recently between June of 2023 and August of 2023. Let's watch. Mr. President, what do you say to Americans to convince them that they should trust the independence and fairness of the Justice Department when your predecessor, Donald Trump, repeatedly attacks it? Because you notice I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. An April New York Times article titled, Biden's Response to Trump's Indictment, Four Ways to Say No Comment. He's really good at that, isn't he? Well, they have this passage buried 14 paragraphs down. They always bury the really big news way deep down, as you'll notice here. Here's the quote. He does have opinions, he being Joe Biden. In the past, Mr. Biden privately told his close circle of advisors that Mr. Trump posed a threat to democracy, and here's the big point, and he should be prosecuted for his role in the events of January 6th. He also told confidants that he wanted Attorney General Merrick B. Garland to stop acting like a ponderous judge and to take decisive action. That is stunning. Biden privately told aides that Trump should be prosecuted for January 6th, and he wanted Merrick Garland to take decisive action? That is an explosive allegation buried in the New York Times. Newspaper of record, so I think we can trust it. When they say anything negative about Democrats, you know it's absolutely true. So they wouldn't be reporting it otherwise. They do everything they can to avoid reporting that. So Biden, and don't you love how Biden ends that statement? I'm honest. He just says, I'm honest here. It's like, oh, great. Well, you fooled me. Apparently, you can do that. Apparently, you can just lie straight to someone's face and just say, I'm honest afterwards, and they have to believe you. That's the rules. No backsies. Isn't that wild? Just like, I've never talked to my Justice Department at all about prosecuting Trump. It's just like behind the scenes. He's just like, he's a threat to democracy, and you must prosecute him. I'm sick of these judges sitting on their hands. Do it now. Wow, what a what a surprise. Biden blatantly lying about his corrupt actions. I can't believe it. Anyway, let's go now to clip number eight, shall we? Here's Joe Biden in 2019. 
Everybody knows the issue here is not what I did, because no one has produced one scintilla of evidence that I did anything other than do my job for America as well as anybody could have done it. Making sure that we, in fact, got rid of a, a corrupt prosecutor who everybody, including our allies and including our allies, as well as as, as the IMF and everyone else said, has to go. I did my job incredibly well. And even the people in his administration have testified to my character, testified to my honesty. Mm-hmm. He does it every time. It's like a tell of his. How do you know Joe Biden's lying? He tells you how honest he is. <laughs> every time he lies straight. So obviously that was him responding to uh, statements about the uh, firing of the Burisma prosecutor, which we now have statements from uh, Shokin himself, the man who was fired, as well as the president of Ukraine at the time, who were not shy about the fact that, like, look, dude, you didn't do anything wrong. Prosecutor, you're great. There's no claims of corruption against you. It's just Biden is pissed that you're investigating Burisma, so you have to resign. Uh, That's what's been revealed since that lie. So I don't know. Is it that big of a surprise that Joe Biden is a duplicitous scumbag? I think not. But his scumbaggery, as it were, is so deep-seated and and bizarre that we have to go to another clip to show it clip number five is cheryl rex she's the mother of lance corporal dylan marola i have three different videos here some of the other ones have curse words sergeant uh, tyler vargas andrews was a marine who survived the explosion in kabul in kabul that killed 13 americans so because of joe biden's bungling because of his total failure to handle the withdrawal of Afghanistan because he didn't want Trump to get credit. So he basically messed the whole thing up. And this guy lost his right arm, this guy, blown right off at the shoulder. He's got a mechanical arm now. And he tells the story of Biden coming to visit him. And like, it's just weird. It's just bizarre. And Biden like doesn't ask him how he's doing, doesn't say anything about his service. Instead, apparently Biden leans real close into his face and goes, what do you want? What do you want? The guy's like, what? He's like a few days removed from being an explosion that tore his arm off and killed all of his friends. And he's just like, what is this man doing? Biden is just the creepiest dude in the world. So we'll go to one more video to illustrate that, and then we'll be done with American politics for the rest of the day. I hope. Let's go now to clip number five. Here's Cheryl Rex, mother of Lance Corporal Dylan Marola. When Joe Biden, our elected president, entered the room, when he approached me, his words to me were, my, w- my wife Jill and I know how you feel. We lost our son as well and brought him home in a fog-draped coffin. My heart started beating faster, and I started shaking, knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly, sorry, be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours and learning of my son's death. After this encounter, I have never had any personal correspondence, nor has my son been honored or his name spoken by this commander-in-chief or his administration. On what I feel is because of their failures and poor planning to exit our troops from Afghanistan.
I mean, just, just imagine. I mean, just imagine what this would be like to be that woman whose son died as a direct result of Joe Biden's mismanagement of the Afghan withdrawal. And Joe Biden goes up to you and says, I know how you feel. My son was a veteran and we brought him home in a flag draped casket. When Bo Biden, his son, died of cancer that progressed over the course of years. And like, I guess he thinks she doesn't know that. Like he thinks like, ah, it's okay. I can get away with this. I can make her think that I'm being sympathetic to her because I, I know what she's been through, but you haven't. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Is it mental illness? Like what? I mean, clearly blatant disrespect. There's some checking his watch while the dead bodies he's responsible for come home. But I was looking into this. So I wanted to make sure I was like, okay, how did Bo, Bo Biden die? I wanted to read into this. And the article from the independent about Bo's death has these other little instances. Like when Biden was first elected as a senator for Delaware and his wife and daughter died in a car crash. In the car with the wife and daughter were Bo Biden and Hunter Biden. Bo was three and Hunter was two. And Biden got signed in as a senator at their hospital beds. His wife dies, his daughter dies, his two sons are traumatized in a hospital bed and he uses it as a as a press situation he invites the press into their hospital room to get a, a nice kodak moment of signing in just a dirt bag tell us about the products how we support you how we support all of ourselves and the big event coming up well yeah let's the first one you obviously can go to mypillow.com use that promo code alex and you can get all these great discounts on all of our products. And just by visiting the site, you're going to get a $20 free gift emailed to you immediately. And there's the, the biggest special we have right now, the 20-year anniversary my pillow for $19.98 for the queen size, normally $69.98. We're celebrating our anniversary with what my employees do, love doing best, producing and making the my pillow. And the model of businessmen and women with can-do know-how, using the money for Americana freedom to fight the globalists is what they fear. That's what the deep banking is about. That's what the financial attacks are about. That's why we've got a rush to support MyPillow.com and Infowars.com, plus their great products at both places, because we are the tip of the spear. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Second hour of American Journal is on. I'm going to go to a video now. I don't think really requires elaboration or, or description from me. It's just one of these things that, like, either get it or you don't you either understand the true sickening horror of what our system has become and and the way that it's been hijacked and the way that the system now viciously turns on innocent people 
for the most inhumane punishments despite not doing anything wrong. Like you either get the depths of what's happening here and you get how bad that is or you get the depths of what's going on here and you think it's good and powerful and and somehow a positive. I'm talking about Tao, the policeman who was simply standing near George Floyd when he died in 2020, just standing near, doing exactly what he was supposed to do. Of course, Derek Chauvin was also doing exactly what he was trained to do. And you just have to ask, like, what what did these people, what could he have done to avoid a five-year sentence? He's now been sentenced to five years in prison. He's already spent a year in prison because he was simply near the event, just near it, just close to it, and trying to keep back an increasingly hostile and volatile crowd that was gathering in this spot that was, by the way, very well known to Minneapolis police as a hot spot for violence against police. Here is uh, Tao being sentenced to four years and nine months in state prison. Clip 14. Tao. To be perfectly honest, after three years of reflection, I was hoping for a little more remorse, regret, acknowledgement of some responsibility, uh, and less preaching. I'm not, and I'm not going to uh, rehash all the facts from my order, which I found that the things you did and the things you didn't do make you guilty of this crime. I can rehash all that. Suffice it to say that I think your culpability is less than Mr. Chauvin, but well above Mr. King and Mr. Lane as an experienced senior officer who was in the best position to save George Floyd. Accordingly, it's my belief that a sentence at the top of the range would be condign punishment. So as to count two, having been found guilty by the court of aiding and abetting manslaughter in the second degree, after a trial pursuant to Minnesota Rule of Criminal Procedure 26.01, subdivision three, judgment on the court is that you are convicted of that offense. Count one is dismissed pursuant to the negotiation. You are sentenced to 57 months in prison with credit for 340 days already served. This sentence will be concurrent with your federal sentences. I apologize, Your Honor and will be served at a federal facility designated by the United States Bureau of Prisons. Upon release from your federal sentence, you will be transferred to the Minnesota Department of Corrections to serve the remainder of your state sentence unless alternative arrangements are made with the United States Bureau of Prisons. Your provided DNA sample is required by law, and you are prohibited from possessing firearms and ammunition for the remainder of your life. Pay a $50 fine, $75 surcharge, and $3 law library fee from prison wages. Any questions? Oh, no. God bless you, sir. All right. All right. We're adjourned. Thank you. Honestly, just horrifying. Five years in prison for doing absolutely nothing to appease the mob, to appease the mob. I mean, this is a modern day lynching. I don't know how you say God bless you to the judge that just scolded you for not 
showing appropriate contrition to the people who are kidnapping you for five years on utterly putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands you're listening to the american journal with your host harrison smith Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. The American Journal has begun. Watch cover this hour. Lots of videos still to show you. That's just incredible. It is really just incredible. You know... I was watching a video that was, was by a um, it's like a true crime channel. The guy's an ex detective, and he made an argument as to why it's so much worse to convict an innocent person than it is to allow a guilty person to go free. You hear that a lot, right? Better that a thousand guilty people go free than one innocent person go to jail. You know, something like that. And it makes sense because in the way that this cop put it was like every day people get away with crimes. It's it's a inevitability in a free society. People are going to they're going to get away with crimes. Little ones, big ones like people get away with crimes all the time. That's not. We do what we can to keep a lid on it. We do what we can to get justice for the victims of these crimes. But at the end of the day, it's just inevitability. We live in a free country where we rely on people having some morality that guides them rather than a a boot on their neck or a chain around their neck guiding them which way to go. And so when you allow a a guilty person to go free, it's not the end of it. It's a failure of the system, but it's not the end of the world. On the other hand, when you have a massive, ultra-powerful system, a system that is stronger than any other, certainly individual, but even organization that has this ultimate power for that power to be used to victimize an innocent person, such an egregious crime. It's so outside of the bounds of acceptability. It really is. You'd rather let a thousand guilty people go than convict one innocent person. And yet Derek Chauvin and Officer Tao have both become victims of this. They did nothing wrong. These are not criminals. These are not people who are out there victimizing. Like nobody's being prevented from being a victim because these guys are in jail. You can say what you will about the training that our cops go through. If you think that the knee on the neck strategy is not a good one, well, he didn't make it up himself. This is literally how they're trained. And Officer Tao, of course, was trained, or he was fulfilling his job at that moment, of being crowd control. And if you watch the Chauvin, or the George Floyd timeline, I can't remember the exact, what was the name? There's a movie on My Movies Plus. Uh, we interviewed the director. It's a, it's a very good, I think it's just called The Timeline, if I'm not mistaken, about the George Floyd timeline. And you can see throughout it that the EMS people, the cops... Everybody involved, they know this area. They know the place where George Floyd 
got arrested as a total hotspot. They even have like plans in place where if there's ever anything going on there, the ambulance goes, picks up the person, gets them in the ambulance first, and then leaves so they can then treat the person because they know that if they try to treat the person there on the scene, it's likely that a crowd will form, that violence will take place, that the police will come under attack. This is well known in this area. So Tao is simply fulfilling his duty and just standing there, not allowing the crowd to get too close, not allowing them to interfere. Do you think that by doing that, he would have, like if he wasn't there, would it have been better? You've got this highly difficult situation going on with George Floyd. It would have been better if the random people that just showed up were allowed to interfere, were allowed to get in the way. Do you think that may have actually been a contributing factor to what happened? As instead of it being a easy, peaceful, typical arrest, instead you've got people screeching and yelling, and you've got this highly volatile area where violence happens on a daily basis. Just completely insane. Again, it's just completely insane, and you have to... Really consider just how despicable our entire establishment has become. I think it's embodied by that judge scolding Tao for not being more regretful. It's just what we need. It's the boot on your neck uh, criticizing you for not thanking them for stepping on your neck, criticizing you for not expressing what what a wonderful thing it is to have your neck stepped on. Which again, completely insane. All right. Uh, I, I want to go to a, a quick video here. We're going to talk about Elvis Chan. Clip number 15. This is video emerges revealing FBI Special Agent Elvis Chan lied under oath about communicating with big tech giant from the New York Post. FBI agent lied under oath about knowledge of Hunter Biden laptop, talks with Facebook, and document reveals. San Francisco-based FBI agent lied under oath about discussions he had with big tech companies that suppressed the Post reporting on the contents of First Son's Hunter Biden's laptop hard drive before the 2020 election, according to an internal Facebook document. Elvis Chan made these false statements over the bombshell October 2020 reports that he uh, that revealed Hunter involved his dad Joe in business deals with foreign nationals so Elvis Chan was like the main liaison between FBI and big tech and uh, here's a video revealing that he in fact lied under oath about communications with the big tech giants let's watch what are your cybersecurity concerns regarding foreign influence So there are really two things that I'm personally very concerned about, and it kind of looks like a rehash of the 2016 election. Number one, I'm really worried about more misinformation campaigns from the Russian government, perhaps from other foreign state actors. And then the second thing is I'm worried that there are data breaches either at private or public organizations that we're not aware of yet, and that information is going to start leaking as the campaign season really picks up. Now, you're working with social media companies now on this issue, is that correct? That is correct. We're working with lots of different types of companies. What are the vulnerabilities that that you see or concern you? I think the things that really worry me the most is the more successful a social media company is, the larger they are, the more data that they have. And 
they have some really smart, competent folks, and they have some really good machine learning and artificial intelligence. But at the end of the day, looking for these cyber threat actors is like looking for a needle in a haystack. What's the FBI doing to help these organizations to bolster their defenses? So specifically with certain uh, social media companies and uh, platforms, we are providing them with classified briefings on the specific threat actors that may be on their platforms. We're also sharing uh, indicators of compromise, TTP. Totally, totally busted. Postmillennial has the story as well. FBI agent Elvis Chan made false statements when pressed to disclose involvement in suppression of Hunter laptop. It's been revealed that a special agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation made false statements during an October 2022 deposition that the FBI had not communicated with Facebook, aside from one meeting that took place the day the story broke. New evidence has shown that Chan himself held a follow-up meeting the next day. In the latest edition of the Facebook Files, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Representative Jim Jordan explained that during his testimony, Chan admitted that the FBI had met with the social media giant on October 14, 2020, the day the Hunter Biden laptop story was first reported by the New York Post. He also admitted that Section Chief of the Foreign Influence Task Force, Laura Dimlow, had told executives that the agency had no comment on the matter after another agency admitted that the story was real. Chan, a repeat Democrat Party donor, then claimed that he was unaware of any further communications between anyone at Facebook and anyone at the FBI related to the Hunter Biden laptop story. As Jordan explained, this was, in fact, completely false. Drawing attention to internal documents obtained by the committee proving that Chan held a secret follow-up call with Facebook on October 15th. Yes, you know, it's just the way the deep state works, right? They get out there and they go, we are not involved at all in communicating between us and the social media giants. Then you, like, watch the World Economic Forum, and they're sitting there going, it's really incredible the cooperation we've had with the tech giants. We basically tell them what to do, and they do exactly what we say. It's fantastic. InfoWars is a -a one-of-a-kind operation, and so please go to InfoWars Store and just make a donation. And you can make it one-time or recurring. You have a little profile there, cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it, you just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees that are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4th sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. I have been in a 28 year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. 
we are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal, but we are going to go now to a live press conference by Stephen Crowder and Alex Jones. You can find this by going to Infowars.com. It is the main article on the front page. It says, now live, the replatforming conference. You can go there to find the live stream stream on Rumble, or you can stay here where we will tune in now. Let's go now to Stephen Crowder, The Mug Club. Uh, This is on Stephen Crowder's Rumble channel, and again, you can find the link on Infowars.com. It is there on the main page. Let's watch. If you heard that voice, there's some foreshadowing. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Because seriously, Mug Mug Club is the tip of the spear. Mug Club can't, for all of its flaws, and there are many, Gerald. (laughs) Mug Club cannot be bought, sold, or bargained with. That's the reputation. Take it or leave it. And when an entity like that, when an entity comprised of nothing more than all of you, all of you, you are who we serve, you are to whom we are beholden, and you're the driver of billions of views and listeners cumulatively. The people who want to silence you, who want to dictate what you hear, who hate everything you stand for, well, guess what? They can't deplatform us all. They'd have no one left to do business with. So now as a full-fledged network, and the announcements we're about to make and continue to make, Mug Club is bigger than them. Mug Club is why we don't need them. And that's why all of us here are genuinely free. You, Mug Club, are the reason that they are scared. And they should be. Because wait do you see what's next. This was just phase one. Hey, everyone. This is Steven Crowder. What we're talking about is free speech. Steven Crowder. It's very offensive. Very offensive. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steven. Piece of living garbage ass dumpster fire. Dumpster fire! How can you guarantee that? People call me the Tony Robbins of assassinations. No one's trying to watch Lottery. I bought this month to watch daily. No one will get my money, Lord. What the fuck? And I'm going to drown every last damn demon baby that I come across. Whether it's a runoff, walk off, demon baby off, I, 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 I'll go off with your demon baby. me to run an errand and she goes take my bike but it has a basket on the front of it i was like i'm gonna walk you know i just feel like i'm a target for homophobic bandits you know 
Holy, you know, most serial killers are white, but you know why? To be a serial killer takes a lot of effort. It's like a full-time job. Black crime is just quick and f***ing simple. You know that show, The First 48? They have a new one, The First 48 Seconds. It's just black crimes. I've never heard the N-word so much in my life. And I had a racist grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> and if you try to take our guns, 1776 will commence again. We should fight with unwavering confidence for love, freedom! Oh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, before we get to some of the new announcements, new shows, new divisions that we're creating here, and again, you can go to ladderscutter.com slash mug club, enter in the promo code replatforming, you get a fight like hell shirt. I want to uh, give the microphone over to some people who've played a role here at mug club and growing this place and uh, are now going to be playing a bigger role. So first, uh, this is a man right here with a resume that you rarely find in the, I mean, quote unquote, conservative movement. So for the last decades, he's had roles in film, television, he's hosted shows, he's sold out theaters. Um, but with Brian Callen, let me, let me tell you a little bit about what he lost, because that's what replatforming is about. In the era of the Me Too witch hunt, when people were being false, false accused left and right, he not only had a top 10 podcast in the sports world, uh, he not only was a central character on one of ABC's Hallmark shows, his role was so popular, he was given his own spinoff on ABC in primetime. Smear campaign later, he lost all of it. The term canceled doesn't even cover it. But now he's ready to let his freak flag fly. And beyond being in third chair uh, and appearing in sketches, which he's done, he will be launching his weekly show on September 1st, The Brian Callen Show. But Mug Club will also be producing Brian Callen's next stand-up comedy special. More on that in a minute. One where he can finally pull no punches, show the world everything that he truly is, again, because of Mug Club. So please, welcome to the team, part-timer to full-timer, Mr. Brian Callen. Thank you. Thank you, my fellow Americans. Thank you, Stephen. Listen, let's get serious. There are a lot of bad ideas out there that have very real consequences for our democracy. It is no longer safe to speak the truth. It is no longer safe to even question the edicts handed down from the establishment kings. The gatekeepers today will crush you financially they will censor you. They will deplatform you. They will label you. They will vilify you. The rules grow more specific, weirder, and more plentiful by the day. And as I speak, you'll even be punished if you stand with traditional beliefs and values. Well, welcome to the pushback. I like your look, I like your look over here. See that? See that? A lot of people over here. You can't see them. Should see that. How you guys doing in the nosebleeds? They can't hear me. All right. Stephen and the Louder with Crowder family have been battling it out on their own for a long time now. Well, I am excited to be part of an ever-expanding group of misfits and comics that have had enough and want to join the fight. The pushback isn't just about fighting bad ideas with better ideas. It's not just about shouting into a microphone. We're here to change hearts and minds, and we are going to do it the way Stephen has always done it, with humor, satire, wit, 
and maybe a little screaming into the microphone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? A little screaming, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little anger once in a while goes a long way. We are going to entertain you so hard and so often that you can't help but hear and see the truth. You can't help it. There is no one in the conservative space pushing back on the left's terrible ideas with Stephen's level of funny. No one is even in the same area code. So when Stephen asked me to join the family, I was like, where do I sign up? This is must-see pushback. We are an army of funny people with a point of view, funny with a philosophy. We are not your grandpa's conservative show. We ain't the strict chaperone standing in the corner telling everyone not to dance. The party is here. This is where you get to laugh, learn, and be heard, and I am excited to be part of it all. Yes. 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 It was supposed to be... Supposed to be doves, no, no, but they were supposed to be doves. Yeah. I wanted to release. Them. Where are the doves? There are doves over there. I want a dove. There are doves over there. <laughs> oh, I see. It actually does. It says. All right, folks. You can find links to this press conference. It is on the front page of Infowars.com. The replatforming conference. Alex Jones coming up soon. Stay with us. We'll go back to the conference on the other side. I beg you to think about how important your word of mouth is and you sharing the articles and sharing the videos and telling people get the forbidden truth you're not supposed to find at infowars.com forward slash show and getting products at infowarsstore.com. We've got three amazing products in stock, ready to ship, sold out for almost six months. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, so incredible, so good for your whole body. A one-stop shop for everything you need for vitamins, minerals, and key amino acids for your immune system and more. Back in stock, discounted. Silver Bullet, 30 parts per million from the top lab in the country, private label by us, discounted. Infowarsstore.com. Nitric Boost to clean out your blood and make you healthier. It's in stock. Rave Reviews. Top doctors say it's amazing. Infowarsstore.com, and that keeps us on air. Thank you so much for your support. Spread the word, pray for the broadcast, and go now to Infowarsstore.com and get great products to keep the tip of the spear in the fight. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. Right now, the Rumble servers are smoking. Stephen Crowder is making an announcement called The Replatforming Begins Now. The article can be found at the front page of Infowars.com, the replatforming conference. We're watching it here on Rumble and just watching the numbers tick up continuously. Upwards of 45,000 people tuning into Rumble right now. Showing that Rumble really is a viable alternative to YouTube. It has all of the tech necessary to provide an actual free speech platform for all of its users. Alex Jones is there on site. We expect him to be getting to the podium shortly, and when he does, we will... Go right over there. Nick DiPaolo is talking now. In the meantime, can we have a moment of celebration? 
well, I mean, I don't want to celebrate this. I mean, I do. It's it's compl- it's complicated, okay? It's complicated when you are constantly predicting that bad things are going to happen because of the just failure of the left to do anything right ever. It's a bittersweet feeling saying I told you so. Bittersweet. And I think this is a conf- point of confusion in a lot of cases. The most obvious one I think would be brought up before Scott Adams talking about how he's like, you were right. The anti-vaxxers were right. You win. You were right. And it's like, we didn't win. Nobody won. Nobody won. It's we're not happy that these things are happening. We don't celebrate when people die from the vaccine. We might say, I told you so. We might say, we tried to warn you. But somehow that gets confused with wanting bad things to happen. So I'm from Houston. I love Houston. I want good things to happen to Houston, Texas, which is why I was not very happy when one Lena Hidalgo was elected as chief judge of Harris County, the, I believe, third or maybe fourth most populous county in the United States, elected a woman who had never held a single job in her entire life, had never even attended the hearings and the proceedings that she would now preside over. During her campaign, she didn't even suggest that she would be good at the job she was being elected for. What she promoted was that she would, once she had that power, use that power to promote socialism in elementary schools and at government functions. That was quite literally her campaign promise. That's what she promised to do. And ever since she's been in office, it has been an endless cascade of scandal, corruption, investigations, and abysmal failures. She ousted a man who had been in the position for decades, presiding over – I mean this is the chief executive of Harris County, the chief executive of governmental organization that governs millions and millions of people. And so it is with both sadness for the fate of Houston and happiness for the fact that we were right about Lena Hidalgo when we learn that Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo has been checked into a hospital to receive treatment for depression. Is this the new thing now? Is this what the left is going to start doing? Obviously, this happened with Fetterman, where you elect a guy who just had a stroke and can't like he makes joe biden look like a sharp-tongued genius refused to debate because his brain didn't work he gets into office and then he checks himself into a treatment facility for weeks to deal with his depression his depression so i guess this is what they're doing now very bizarre very strange get elected to serve a position You do so under the false pretense that you're capable of fulfilling the role that you're vying for. And then when it gets too hard, instead of having the decency and humility to step down and allow more capable people to take over, you claim it's a mental illness, a mental condition that you're dealing with, and you take a long vacation in a hospital. Incredible. 
Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo said Monday she is temporarily stepping away from her elected position and has checked herself into an inpatient facility where she's retrieving, receiving treatment for clinical depression. Though Hidalgo will be on leave, she will remain in communication with staff and will be available in the event of an emergency. Why? What? Why not give it up? I mean, if your position has driven you into the mental asylum because you can't handle the pressure that you're under and the investigations into your corruption and the just outrage from the normal people of Houston that are pissed off that you are just so horrifically underqualified for the position that you hold, why not give it up? Why not have the humility and, and decency Say, you know what? I'd like to support as best I can. I'll become whatever assistant judge. I still want to serve the people, but somebody else with more experience should should take this over. It would actually be a respectful thing to do. Instead, they're both clinging to power and hiding from the exercise of that power. It is the most duplicitous and deceitful way to handle things. And we say, once again, we told you so. Hidalgo said she checked into the facility in late July and expects to return to work in early September. The care center is in another state, she said, fled the state. She fled the state, apparently, because of how depressed she is. Incredible. Hidalgo is sending a letter to constituents sharing the news, saying, I'm writing to share with you that I'm one of over 21 million American adults that is suffering from clinical depression. Hidalgo wrote to Harris County residents, for some time I've been coping with this challenge, and it was undiagnosed until last month. Just pathetic. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. Uh, Precinct 1 Commissioner Rodney Ellis, the longest standing member of the Commissioner's Corps, will take over Hidalgo's duties at meetings while she's away. Ellis was quick to dispel the stigma surrounding mental health care and applauded Hidalgo for getting treatment. Saying depression is not personal weakness, it's a medical diagnosis and it requires treatment in the same way that stroke cancer or heart disease requires treatment. Yeah, kind of. I mean, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Except there's actually no test for this. It's actually not a physical change that takes place. It is, in fact, just something you can say you have and nobody can disprove it. Depression might not be personal weakness. It might be, though. But even if it's not, using depression as an excuse to get out from under scrutiny and corruption accusations certainly is a sign of personal weakness. Marissa Hansen is, of course, reporting on this. We we need to reach out to Marissa because she has been on Lena Hidalgo's case from the beginning, illustrating and reporting on just how just what happens when you elect someone like Alina Hidalgo? <laughs> it's pretty much as simple as that. You've got a woman who, like, her resume is like, well, I spent a week in Bolivia volunteering, and I uh, got a degree in poli sci, and now I'm in charge of Houston, Texas. Just like, uh, What? <laughs> Why, why did you vote for this woman? Why did they elect this woman? What did they think was going to happen? I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I got to be honest with you. 
literally worse than I thought. She apparently got reelected. By the way, this comes on the heels of Hidalgo having outburst in commissioner's court, uh, yelling at everyone. I mean, she just can't handle it. I mean, these people just can't handle it. Uh, it's Lena Hidalgo's third leave of absence in 10 months. Although a county judge may take a leave of absence, Texas Code allows a resident of a county to file a petition to remove an elected county official from office for incompetence, official misconduct, or intoxication. It may be time to do just that. So sad. She's so sad. She can't do her job. Aw. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. I beg you to think about how important your word of mouth is and you sharing the articles and sharing the videos and telling people get the forbidden truth you're not supposed to find at InfoWars.com forward slash show and getting products at InfoWarsStore.com. We've got three amazing products in stock, ready to ship, sold out for almost six months. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, so incredible, so good for your whole body. A one-stop shop for everything you need for vitamins, minerals, and key amino acids for your immune system and more. Back in stock, discounted. Silver Bullet, 30 parts per million from the top lab in the country, probably labeled by us. Discounted, InfoWarsStore.com. Nitric Boost to clean out your blood and make you healthier. It's in stock. Rave Reviews. Top doctors say it's amazing. Infowarsstore.com, and that keeps us on air. Thank you so much for your support. Spread the word, pray for the broadcast, and go now to Infowarsstore.com and get great products that keep the tip of the spear in the fight. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen this is the american journal we're still keeping an eye on the announcement from steven crowder you can find it on the front page of infowars.com the replatforming begins right now yes the mug club is becoming a, a full-fledged network bringing on a whole bunch of different people including alex jones we're, we'll go back to the broadcast just as soon as Alex appears behind the podium. Oh, they may be introducing him right now. All right, let's go now to the replatforming begins now broadcast by Stephen Crowder. <laughs> this is a man who was removed from the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, Facebook, Meta, X, whatever the hell it is, uh, all on the same day. But there's no coordination. Just coincidence. And there were, by the way, many people back then who said, well, that's just him. He's too extreme. 
That's just an isolated case. It won't happen to me. Well, are you paying attention now? And so people who we all expect to stand in the line of fire, who are supposed to be brothers in arms, tucked tail and ran. They struck plea bargains with the platforms who, for a period of time, would punish anyone who even hosted him as a guest. This is the canary in the coal mine. These people at these big tech platforms, they tell you that they'll never come for you, that you can keep your tens of millions in revenue or millions that you make from their platforms. And really all that means is that if you're lucky, really lucky, they'll kill you last. Well, they tried to kill this next man first. And if he's honest, he'll tell you they almost did. They did a lot of damage. But if there's one thing you can say about this man, love him or hate him, is that he will fight for this country with every last breath in his body, and he just won't die. So it's with as much pride that I can convey, and as much surprise, by the way, as you, in landing this white whale, the number one draft pick, without a doubt, out there, that for the first time he will launch his subscription network exclusively under the Mug Club umbrella, starting with his new Friday show on August 18th. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And if you try to take our guns, 1776 will commence again. Sticking with Facebook, it is one of several companies today that are limiting the content of far-right podcast InfoWars. Facebook, Apple, and YouTube have all taken down content from Jones and his InfoWars channel. Whenever I talk about Alex Jones, my wife will not let me into the house until I've been deloused. Anyone who believes in Alex Jones and believes these theories, you really got to go get help. Alex Jones has been ordered to pay $965 million. Look how there's a move to control information. There's always been. And it ought to scare people that you've got to move to indoctrinate the children of America. If they can get you to be part of a group, uh, an environmentalist or part of your minority group. Black, Latino, and indigenous people are suffering and dying disproportionately. The most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. They'll have their little tailor-made people that, they're, that are bought and paid for to claim to be your leader. We're looking at a giant war in February right now. Currently, that's the projection. There's an entire agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. In 2002, there is a tyrannical organization calling itself the New World Order, pushing for worldwide government, a cashless society. If any terrorism comes, it's from this government. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden, who was a known CIS in the 80s, running the Mujahideen War, whose family builds all the military bases over in Saudi Arabia right now, it's just the board of Iridium Satellite. He's the boogeyman they need. I've been shadow banned. I've been called a liar. I've been silenced on virtually every platform created by man. My life has been threatened repeatedly. They've tried to destroy me, but I've survived. And that's why I'm joining Mug Club. Alex Jones, everybody. (laughs) 
Thank you. Listen, I want to thank everybody tuning in. I want to thank everybody tuning in right now, but I'm, I want to be deadly serious here. I've not been this excited ever. <laughs> yeah, Mug Club, baby. Wow. So, I've known Stephen for more than 10 years. Used to, you know, beg him to come on my show. Always a really busy guy, and he's been popular forever. And, but we kind of knew each other. But as soon as I got deplatformed, he saw as a threat, and he said, I want you on immediately. The day after, when everybody else was running away, including my friends, he was like, no, this is a danger to everybody. I see what this is. And then again, everybody else was shutting down during the lockdown. I didn't. He didn't. And so it's that type of instinctive courage that I really respect. We've become good friends the last three or four years since then. I, I love coming up here. I love the energy. And let's be clear. InfoWars isn't going anywhere. Our Austin operation, my regular show that's on talk radio everywhere. But we've been talking for years about some type of collaboration. And he had to you know, move from where he was to, 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 to trailblaze and do this. And, and what's incredible is it's succeeding. But, but, but here's the key. We don't just have the left and the globalist and big tech and the intelligence agencies. We now know that we're censoring and controlling and suppressing election information and vaccine information and open border and human trafficking information, fentanyl info and Afghan withdrawal info. It's the big think tanks that Crowder alluded to earlier that are so-called conservative that have billions of dollars over the last decade to buy and control the populist, nationalist, common-sense capitalist movement that this country was founded on that made it the apple of the world's eye. And so we're not just challenging the left and, and Hollywood and big tech. We're challenging conservative Inc. And it didn't make sense to some people that weren't you know, clued in or on the inside of what really goes on six months ago. And when Crowder was making a big deal about the other big conservative platforms that aren't conservative, they interface with YouTube and Facebook and, and before Twitter was sold to Musk and literally sit around in smoky rooms laughing at the conservatives. And I've been around it. It's disgusting to people that have authenticity, like Stephen Crowder and this incredible crew. This, these are real people. No, yeah. these are real people right here. Gerald Morgan, all of these comedians, all these people have turned down tens of millions of dollars to tell the truth. Uh, I mean, you know, there's people out there like Ted Nugent lost probably $100 million the last six, seven years supporting Trump. It's been in the news. Just no more stadiums, no more nothing. It's over for him. So, so, so there's not many people like that. Probably should bring Ted, Ted Nugent over here. But, but <laughs> what I'm getting down to is we need an independent network that isn't controlled. And I'm sorry, Twitter is better than some of the other so-called conservative or, or open platforms, but it's still not even halfway free. Yeah, halfway free feels better than no free. And I'm not even criticizing Twitter. It's just, it's just not free. So many really effective people that expose communist China and certain owners of Twitter's connection to it, they're all still censored. But not Mug Club. And I know the plan that Crowder has, he's told me about it, he's told you a lot about it, is to literally bring on hundreds of providers, and I guess the long term, even thousands, and then use the great folks at Rumble that really are free and open to energize this. So people always say, hey, if you want your own internet, why don't you build it? Or you want your own platform, build it. Well, it's very hard to do, but he's been able to do it because of you, the Mug Club members, and that gives him that independence. So you literally aren't just the tail of the dog, you're the whole shoot match. You're the whole dog, the teeth, the brain, you know, the the feet, the, the guts, the heart, the brain, the eyes and ears with the investigative unit and everything. You are this operation. And if you get excited about this, it's game over for the New World Order. Listen, we came and founded a new country to get away from tyranny. We weren't perfect, but became the freest, greatest thing ever. So it's that the, the Israelites left Egypt uh, uh, under... Ramses II, and they've now dug up all the tablets and the history, and that's a true story. It really happened. It's on the Egyptian hieroglyphs as well. 
So Stephen Crowder and the Mug Club and this whole operation is literally leading everybody out of Egypt. And we don't have to wait 50 years or 40 years to cross the River Jordan, folks. We're doing it right now. It's already launched, out of the gate successful. That is a true American success story of dedication, work, not backing down. And it challenges the entire system. So when this is successful, and it already is, but I mean super successful, it will then be the example to all the other big so-called conservative populist talk show hosts who don't like serving the globalists but are too scared to, to buck them to let them then have the courage to follow us. So this is true leadership and history that you're watching right now today. Now, now here's another key point. If you look at the 40-plus billion that Anheuser-Busch uh, has lost with the entire debacle, uh, with Bud Light. That's a great example of us saying we're going to withdraw support of people targeting children and sexualization and this whole transhumanist movement. That's what it is. I mean, even Yuvalno Harari at the WEF says, oh, this is just the beginning. If you'll accept two men having a baby, you'll accept cyborgs, all the rest of it, clones, animal, human hybrids, which is all out in the open now. But instead of just boycotts, what about boycotts? And that's what this is, folks. You get all these great shows, all these great All right, folks, we'll go back to things. this on the other side in the third hour of American Journal. The replatforming conference, Infowars.com, has the headline. For everything the globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, uh, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from. Made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country. It's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. 30% 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already at the lowest price, now even a lower price. Rebels in. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. 